All right, turn to Hebrews chapter 13 and Deuteronomy 11. Hebrews 13 and Deuteronomy 11. And we'll start with, he, with Hebrews 13 and then we'll move to Deuteronomy 11 later in the message. Uh, we're beginning a new series called Jesus. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at some attributes of Jesus and we're going to look at some characteristics of Jesus when he was on this earth. And we're going to determine if that's who Jesus was when he was on this earth, then that's who he is today in our lives. This scripture in Hebrews that I want to show you, it's not a long scripture, but it's very important for us, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But I want you to think about what did Jesus do when he was on the earth? What was his occupation? Carpenter, right? Mark 6 verse 3 says, is this not the carpenter? Let me show you just a little something though about that uh, Greek word. That Greek word is tectone. I know that you love Greek words and so that's the reason I give them to you. It's tectone and it's one who uses various materials, wood, stone, and metal in buildings. So many times we think of only wood. But at that time, a carpenter was also a builder. Uh, there's every reason, this is a, a definition from a Greek lexicon, there's every reason to believe that in biblical times, one who was regarded as a tectone would be skilled in the use of wood and stone and possibly even metal. The reason I say that is because the title of the message this week is The Builder. And the scripture in Hebrews is one that's very familiar, hopefully, Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So here's my question for you, and this will be my question every weekend for the next few weeks. If Jesus was a builder when he was on this earth, do you think he's still a builder? <laughs> In other words, does he have a plan? Does he have a blueprint for your life? And is he trying to actually build something in your life right now, line upon line and precept upon precept, stone upon stone. He has a plan, he has a purpose for you, and he's building. And then think about, we're going to go over some other things about Jesus as we go on, but think about when he was on this earth, he was a teacher. He taught, we know he taught. So I just want to know, do you think he could still teach you today? And he's, he's still trying to teach you something today. Here's a good one. When he was on this earth, he was a healer. Isn't that a good one? Yes. He healed people. So if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then when we look at these attributes, we can say, I claim that for today, for today, for me. That's Jesus. So I, I want to talk about these three points and apply them to Jesus being a builder. And so here's point number one, yesterday, the past. That's what yesterday would refer to. Is God the God of the past. I hope so. <laughs> because if you know my past, I hope God's still God, even though I have a bad past. And just because, here's what I had to learn a long time ago, just because I have a bad past does not in any way indicate I have a bad future. Because I met Jesus Christ. My life changed. Same with you. God is the God of the past because God is eternal. God was building before he was on this earth. Jesus was building. 
Look, look at this scripture. Hebrews eleven three 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Framed. This is actually a building term. The worlds were framed. Jesus framed the world. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the, the earth is the exact distance from the sun for us to have life on this planet. Exactly. And it could, we, we couldn't be a little bit off. Because if we were just a little bit off, if you were in the North Pole, you couldn't, you'd freeze to death. And if you were in Phoenix, Arizona, you'd die. <laughs> just, just a few more degrees. 60 below in the North Pole, 120 degrees in Phoenix in the summer. God just, He just framed everything perfectly. But He didn't just frame the world. Look at this scripture. Psalm 139, verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. This means in the womb. He, he made your frame, not just your physical frame. He made your spiritual frame. He made your mental frame. He made your emotional frame. Now, we live in a fallen world, and that has affected many of us, all of us. But he made you with a blueprint and with a plan. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for I know the plans. This is a builder speaking. This is a builder speaking. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans. They are blueprints for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Joseph made one of the greatest statements in the Bible. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That's exactly what I want every one of you to catch this weekend, is that God has a good plan for you no matter what you've gone through in the past. He has a wonderful plan for you. He is a builder. He has it laid out perfectly, and he has somewhere he wants you to go. Now, here's the problem, though, with the past. It hurts. And it tries to affect our future, and it tries to help us think some way. Now, I very, very seldom, probably three or four times, have ever used a, a, a movie clip uh, in, a, in a message. Here, the, one of the reasons is because um, no matter what movie it is, uh, people, you know, are upset about it, have strong conviction, um, you know, feel like it has a subliminal meaning, you know, and then I get a bunch of emails, okay? So, <laughs> so let me say right now, I decided to do it anyway, so don't email me, okay? It's all right. It's, it's okay. But I'm going to show you one clip from a children's movie, The Lion King, but it makes a great, okay, so I got a few. I might have to get some good emails. But it makes a point about the past that we all have to make. So let me show you this clip. What was that? <laughs> the weather, very peculiar. Don't you think? Yeah. Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, uh, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can't hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or... Learn from it. Ah! You see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm going to take your stick. No, 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 no! Not a stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back! Good! Follow 
get it? Yes, the past hurts, but you can learn from it. And here's the great thing. God's the God of the past. He can take my past that's shambles, ruins, and He can build it into a good future. So that's yesterday. Here's number two, today. Jesus is still a builder today in the present. Today is a very important word in Scripture. I don't know if you've ever done a study on the word today, but it's absolutely wonderful to see how many times God uses the word today. I'll just show you a couple of Scriptures. Luke 19, verse 9, Jesus is talking to Zacchaeus, and He said, today salvation has come to this house. 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for God says, at just the right time, I heard you. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. God is a God of today. When um, years ago, this, this um, Easter will be 15 years ago that, that Debbie and I planted Gateway Church. And about eight months before, I felt like the Lord wanted me to just take a day and spend with Him. And it was at the prayer center at our, now our Grand Prairie campus. It was Shady Grove Church then. And that's where I was serving on staff. And I took an entire day and just spent the day with the Lord. And that's when the Lord spoke to me the vision of, of Gateway Church. And He took me to several passages in Scripture, but one of the passages is in Deuteronomy 11. So if you, if you have your Bibles there, let me just show you how He kept saying over and over to me on that day, He was saying, I'm calling you to do something, and I want you to make a commitment to it today, today. Deuteronomy 11 verse 2 says, know today that I do not speak with your children. In other words, he said, I'm giving you this word. You'll, you'll be able to tell your children about it, but I'm speaking to you, Robert. Verse 8, therefore you shall keep every commandment which I command you today. Verse 13, and it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments which I command you today. Verses 26 through 28, behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you've not known. Verse 32, and you shall be careful to observe all the statutes and judgments which I set before you today. I want you to understand that God is a God of today, and that God will speak to you, and He will give you a word, and He might even give you a word today. And the consequences of your life are dependent upon what you do today. When God speaks to you, a blessing is a consequence and a curse is a consequence. That's all it is. So when God gives you a word, you have a choice. Are you going to obey that word today? Today. I, I went on and read a lot in the Bible that day, and I, I got down, I read the whole book of Deuteronomy that day. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 26, look at this, verse 17 and 18, says, today you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God. This is when I said, okay, God, I'll do it. I'll, I'll plant the church as you work out the details of it. And that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes. So he said, today you did that. You made a commitment to obey me. His commandments, his judgments, and that you will obey his voice. Also, watch this, today the Lord has proclaimed you to be His special people, and just as He promised you that you should keep all His commandments. Here's what He's saying. He said, okay, I spoke to you today, Robert, and you said you'll do it. So since you made a commitment today to me, I'll make a commitment today to you. 
That's what that verse is saying right there. He said, I spoke to you. Now, of course, obviously he's speaking to Moses and the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. But he's saying, I spoke and you said okay. So because you said okay, I say okay. Because you're going to make a commitment today, then I'll make a commitment today. Now, um, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of this message, just so you know, because last weekend was the time when we brought our heart for the kingdom commitments and gave a special offering. And some of you couldn't come because of the weather, and I understand that. I I said last weekend, I I hope you made a safe decision for you and your family. But it is important to me that every person obey God. No matter what God says to you, I just want you to obey God. That's all I want you to do. But I'm telling you, if God is asking you to do something, if you'll simply make a commitment, he makes a commitment. It's the same day. I'm, so I'm going to tell you something that happened to me last weekend. Again, Debbie and I were talking about what we were going to give. So I, I've shared giving testimony after giving testimony after giving testimony with you. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that happened this past week. So I was judging between two amounts, and I was trying to hear God specifically for an amount. And I, I finally just couldn't really, felt like I just couldn't hear his voice. And I just decided I'm just going to give the bigger amount. Just, that's what I'll do. I'll just give the larger amount. So I did. Last weekend, I mean, I gave that amount on Sunday. On Tuesday, I had an annual meeting with a compensation committee that oversees my compensation. They do reports, they do studies to see what uh, our size church, uh, the CEO of a nonprofit of this size, uh, you know, would, would be and things like that. But they did something that was a little different. They said, um, this is your 15th year, your 15th anniversary. So as the compensation team, we wanted to give you a, a gift for 15 years of, of service, for 15 years. Now, here's the thing. It was the exact amount of the check that Debbie and I gave the weekend before. You'll never convince me that's a coincidence. You can talk all you want, but you won't convince me of that. So I go home, I go home and I tell Debbie, I said, look, 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 look. Okay, this this is what she said. She got emotional and she said, you know what I love about this? Is that you still see God in this. After all these years, you put these two things together. You, You know that you stepped out in faith and did this, and you know that immediately God saw what you did and rewarded us for it. She said, I love that about you as a spiritual leader in our home. I want every member of our church to walk that way. Please, you have to hear me. I'm not trying to raise funds for the church. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. I want you to come to a place where you're walking in a close relationship with God And then you will step out in faith and you'll be able to say, let me tell you what happened. You'll have the same excitement in your heart and you'll be able to connect the two dots as well. Because God's a God of today, I promise you. Whatever you do today is going to determine tomorrow. So yesterday, today, and here's the third one, forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what Hebrews says. And forever obviously refers to the future. Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. This is a builder talking. He's the builder. And the gates of Hades, which is hell, Hades is the Greek word for hell, shall not prevail against it. 1 Peter 2, 5, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. 
Jesus is still building his church. And I want you to remember what his church is. You are his church. Amen. We are living stones. He has a plan for you. He, has, he is building something in your life right now. But here's the problem. If you don't do whatever God tells you to do now, you stop the building process. But he's a builder. He wants to build something. But it's not just for you. He wants to build something for your children. He wants to build something for your grandchildren. He wants to build something for your future because he's a God of tomorrow also. He's not just a God of yesterday. He's not just the God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. Now, I shared with you a couple of, of uh, weekends ago how the first time that Debbie and I felt like God spoke to us to give everything, how after we did that, the Lord reminded me about Solomon, and God said to Solomon, ask anything you want. And he spoke that to me, and I said, I want for Debbie and I to be passionately in love for the rest of our lives. That's what I asked God for. The second time that we felt like God told us to give everything, and I'm not saying for you to give everything. I've told you that before, just everything God asked you to give. But the second time we did it was when we were buying the very first piece of property for Gateway Church, which is on 1709, which is where the university campus is now. And Debbie and I felt like, again, we were to just sow everything we had into it. And so we did. And I was not even thinking about how before the Lord had said to me, ask anything you want. I wasn't even thinking about that. I just wanted to give. So we gave, and in worship, after we gave, the Lord reminded me about that, and he said to me, ask. Ask again. Now, I want to I say something right here. I have to be very careful because there's a lot of bad preaching in this area that we make deals with God. And I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form. But you know, God does want us to ask according to his will. He does want us as children to ask the Father for things according to his will. So um, the Lord just, I just knew very clearly, the Lord said to me, ask. And I knew immediately again. The first time I said, I want Debbie and I to be passionately loved for the rest of our lives. That time, immediately, I said, I want our children to be passionately in love with you for the rest of their lives, all the days of their lives. That's what I'm asking for, God. That would be my prayer. Okay, here's the amazing thing. That year, we started seeing God do things in our children. Now, let me tell you a little about our children. Most of you know our children. We have two boys and a daughter, and they're all married, um, Josh, James, and Elaine. Um, uh, James and Elaine are what we call strong-willed. Can, can anyone, anyone relate to that? Okay. Now, I'll tell you this, though. Josh's will is just as strong. It's just that he submitted his will to Christ a lot sooner than the other two did. So he has a very strong will too. It's just he grew up submissive. Uh, Debbie and I have said many times, if we had only had Josh, we'd be traveling the country doing parenting seminars right now. <laughs> we could tell all of you how easy it is to be parents. Um, but then uh, James and Lane came along. So we don't do any teaching on parenting. <laughs> James was 15 years old when we did this, when we, when we made this commitment. And we were really having some difficulty, not in a, 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 a sinful way with him, but just rebellion. Just he was just going to do what he wanted to do. Uh, I prayed that prayer, and we started watching James change. He started being nice to Elaine. That's a miracle. <laughs> that, that's a miracle right there. 
That's, just, that's bigger than a raise, by the way. <laughs> we started watching him change. I can remember going up in the morning to wake him up for school, and he had his Bible in his chest because he'd fallen asleep reading his Bible. And I can remember thinking, that's worth so much more than money in the bank. What you've done in my kids, God. And that was actually the year that he got saved. He had walked the aisle when he was a child, but he had not submitted his will. And that year he did, and now he's a, a great man of God. I want, I want every member of Gateway Church to experience this. And for me, I have seen the greatest breakthroughs in my life when I give, when I lay down self, when I say I'm going to let go of fear of the future, I'm going to step out, I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do, and I'm asking you to do that. If you were not able to do that last weekend, if you didn't make a commitment to heart for the kingdom, this is what you would give over and above your tithe for a year. Or if you didn't give a special offering, I want you to do that this weekend. Now, we're going to, in a moment, pray. We're going to have our normal altar ministry time, all that. And we're not going to come forward and give our offering like we did last weekend. But we have the offering boxes at the, at the door. In the, if, you'll, if, you'll just, if you didn't get it, there's a card. It should be in the, in the chair right in front of you. So that's the, this is the Heart for the Kingdom commitment card. Most of you have done this. If you need to ask someone, you can ask someone. It's just that you let us know what you're planning on giving over and above your tithe. Now, let me say again, there is nothing in my heart that's trying to raise funds. I promise you. I promise you before God in heaven. I just want every person to walk in a committed relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's really difficult to say it's all yours when you still hold on to your wallet. I promise you. It'll be one of the greatest breakthroughs of your life, and I've seen it work with a lot of people. And then if you weren't able to give a special gift, you can give that, and you can do this online also. So if you're not ready to do it today, you can do it online. But I just want you to do whatever God tells you to do, and here's the reason, because Jesus is still the builder. He wants to build something wonderful in your life, if you'll just let him do it, I promise you. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you to just take a moment and just, like we do every weekend, just ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me through this message? And I, want, I just, I really want to encourage you at every campus, if you, if you haven't given a special offering, I just want to encourage you to give something, at least give something. And you might be like, like I was last weekend. Many times I'll have an exact amount, and I didn't have an amount. But I just kind of decided on an amount, and God rewarded. God said, that, that's, that's fantastic. So I, I want you to give something this weekend. If you need to do it online when you get home, you can do it. And I want you to make a commitment of what you're going to give over and above your tithes for the next year. Now, what's God saying to you? And when I say what's God saying to you, it may be something totally different than even that's related to the offering. God may be talking to you about how he's building and rebuilding in, your, in an area of your life that's fallen down. The great thing is, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He framed the world. He framed your life. He has plans. 
and a purpose for you, and His plans are for good, not for disaster for you. We want to pray for you. If you're going through any type of a difficulty right now, we want to pray for you. At every campus, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have one more worship song as we stand in just a moment to have one more worship song. If you need prayer for any area of your life, then we want to pray for you. We're going to have leaders at the front of every campus. We're going to have leaders at the front of every overflow room. So if you need prayer for any area of your life, then you can come. In just a moment, we'll also we'll release the affiliate churches for you to close your services however you want to. But if you need prayer for any area of your life, no matter which campus you're attending, as soon as we stand up, then you just simply stand up, step out, come to the front of the, of the campus or the overflow room where you are, and let us pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jesus, thank you that you are still a builder and you have good plans for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.